The Barrage Sports Show. What up, everybody? It's The Barrage Sports Show. We are live in effect. I am the dad and one of your hosts, Mike B. Mike Burr. April T. Mayweather and versus Paul. Mm. Man, I'm so glad I did not pay for that fight. Highway <laughs> robbery. Highway robbery. <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me just say something. I didn't see, I didn't pay for that pay-per-view. I just couldn't do it. I admit I did pay for the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. exhibition. And it was fun because you had uh Nate Robinson on there. And but this one I just couldn't pay for it, okay? But I stay. I watch YouTube, and they were showing. I saw like maybe five of the eight rounds on YouTube. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was a hug fest. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, what's the name? Logan Paul was maybe fifty pounds heavier than Floyd Mayweather Jr. Easily, he because he's a heavyweight, and he had a really good strategy because he is a decent fighter. So his strategy was to punch and hold. Punch and hold, and don't let Floyd Mayweather get off. Now, a lot of people don't know this. Floyd Mayweather, I think in the third round, hit him with a shot, and he actually was going down. Did y'all see that controversy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Floyd held him up? Yeah, and and speaking on that, it's reported that Mayweather placed a large bet that the fight would go eight rounds. Wow. Because, you know, most people bet on a knockout either way. You know, real boxing fans were saying Mayweather would easily knock an amateur out. Uh, Logan Paul fans knew the only chance he could win uh, was by knocking him out. It's not like he was going to outbox Mayweather. And so it's reported that Mayweather put a large bet uh, of $20 million on a fight going eight rounds, which turned into $150 million after the fight. Wow. So... Yeah, so I know everybody saw that clip. It went viral where Mayweather clearly tags Logan Paul. It looks like he's about to go unconscious, and Mayweather holds him up so he can finish the round. So, Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And see, and you know what? Vegas and the gamblers, they don't they don't mind if, if, if um, Floyd Mayweather does that because you know why? In gambling, there's a saying, the house always makes money. Yep. So they're never going to pay out more than what they make. So when somebody like Mayweather put 20 million and odds start moving and things start escalating, more people start betting. They're okay with that. You know, they're okay with that because the house always makes money. But do these exhibition matches, these fights, does this impact tarnish Mayweather's boxing legacy overall? Cause it's, Everyone knows this is strictly for entertainment purposes. Yep. They're actors up there at this point. But Mayweather is a real boxer. So is this really, is this tarnishing his legacy? Mm. What do you think? Well, I say if his legacy is tarnished, because let's be honest, he's one of the greatest fighters, not of just our era of all time, 50 and 0, okay? Never lost as a professional. And probably fought more champions during his reign as a champion than any other fighter. So, yes, it's a yes and no. Yes, it can tarnish his legacy, but he made about $100 million to wash that tarnish off. So he can take a bath in dollar bills and gold coins and, you know, Swedish kroners and Dutch marks to wash all that tarnish off. 
So, yeah, you could tarnish my legacy all you want. Floyd's nickname. And you See, people don't remember. His nickname used to be Pretty Boy Floyd. Right. And then once he took control of his career, his nickname changed to Floyd Money Mayweather. So whether it's tarnished or not, he lived up to his rep to do what he always does, and that's get the bag. But does that tarnish his legacy? Exactly, exactly. And I know a lot of people are saying that, but to me, these exhibition fights actually add to Floyd Mayweather's uh, legacy. Mm. Why? Because, like you said, we'll remember him as Floyd Money Mayweather. He's the only boxer, only billionaire boxer. He made a billion dollars off the sport. True. Uh, he dominated the sport 50 and 0. Everybody they put in front of him Canelo, Pacquiao, uh, Cotto, uh, Mosley, whoever you want to say. He, he embarrassed them all, yeah. all the legends. And to me, that's untouched. That 50 and 0 is going to stand. These little exhibition fights don't have any impact on that. And to me, they actually add to his legacy of money Mayweather. You, if you can make 100 to 200 million in a sparring match against some amateur boxer, <laughs> why wouldn't you do it? Right. Yeah. Right. That's getting the bag. That's being money Mayweather. That's putting the business of the career uh and, and seeing how important it was. You know, we got to remember how Floyd Mayweather got so rich. He was the first boxer to realize Wait, why do I need a promoter? I can promote my own fights. He took control of his promotion while he was still boxing, and he made a big bag. He made a billion dollars boxing. Wow. And that's his legacy. And now he made every couple years, he's going to come around, fight the next YouTube star, fight the next guy that's talking stuff to him, make a couple hundred million, and and keep making the money. And that's like, true. And I like what he said in, the, uh, in his interview. He said, hey, I can't feed my kids legacy. <laughs> so, so keep getting the money yeah you can't eat legacy but you know what i love about floyd too he lives like the money that he makes you know what i mean like he's gonna buy he has like a, a garage full of like you know five hundred thousand dollars and up cars you know what i mean he's gonna mm. buy the newest bugatti the newest rolls he's you man he showed his watch collection he got it's like crazy. two or three million dollar watches. Like one thing I could say about him, when he gets the bag, he enjoys the bag. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to hide. He ain't hiding. You know, he's like, look, I am Floyd Money Mayweather. And I seen him in an interview once. He said, I do what I want to do. Because they were saying something about maybe uh, striking against Gucci or something like that. And he was like, I'm not doing it. And he went, he went in there and did all his shopping. And he had all his stuff. And he came out, did some interviews, and he said, look, I do what I want to do. I fought for this money. I earned this money. I'm spending it where I want to spend it. And that's one thing I like about him. He enjoys the bag. Yeah. He's, not no, he's not a miser, and he's not trying to be all overly modest. He's just doing what he got to do, and that's living large. And what's great about Mayweather, and I agree, I think this actually adds to his legacy because this is life after retirement how to still make millions of dollars from a sport that you put so much energy into and became the best at. Now you're making money after, you know, your official retirement for the game. Now he's, to me, what he's doing now is like reality TV of boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> Everything is staged, right. but it's real. And he's setting like a trend because now you have Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter 
you know, two kind of like such a freaky matchup, isn't a it? A weird matchup, but hey, they're getting to the bag, <laughs> the bag. Yeah, and people are going right. to tune in. Yeah. Who's not going to tune in and watch that? Like I personally am going to watch it. I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah. But I'm going to watch the highlights because I think this fight is going to be hilarious. And I really applaud them for following pursuit. What Mayweather is doing. Hey, let's turn this into reality TV. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And and let's face it. You know, I think the reason why the Paul brothers are making so much off of exhibition boxing, uh, why Mayweather is. We even paid for a Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight. And they're both like 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm so interested in that, though. <laughs> I and came it, front. Exactly. And uh, the only reason this is happening is because right now, outside of Canelo, it's really no household names in boxing. Yeah. And even Canelo isn't, in terms of fame, he isn't Mayweather. He isn't Mike Tyson. He isn't Roy Jones, Muhammad Ali. Like, it's no uh, it's no boxers right now that get casual fans to buy a fight. You know, if you into the sport of boxing, you into the okay. technical aspects... There's some great boxers out here. Yeah. But none of them have been able to capture that marketing to be household names, you know, in this Internet, you know, short, short attention span era. Uh, that's why Mayweather and Tyson are still the biggest names in boxing. I think it's one other. I'll say one other. Who? Tyson Fury. He's real interesting. Like he if, is. If they fight, if he fights the little round table, Tyson Fury, Dante Wilder fight again, Anthony or Tyson Joshua. Fury, Anthony Johnson, or Dante Wilder fight and that those three, if we can get if they could mix it up like Ali, and that's why Ali is the greatest, because yeah. he fought George Foreman, Frazier, Ken Norton. You know, he took on the top guys yeah. in their primes. You know, Floyd Patterson, you know, Sonny Liston. And, and those were the fights that people were salivating over. Right. And then he fought some of them more than once. So that's other than Canelo, the Tyson Fury, Dante Wilder, Anthony Johnson, Joshua, Joshua. Anthony Joshua. I'm sorry. That round table could be epic if they do the Ali thing and if they fight each other. Yeah, and they yeah. don't want to fight each other right now. And it's really Anthony Joshua. You yeah, know, he 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 kind of uh, he kind of ducking Tyson Fury. It seems like. Cause they're about to fight. He's about to fight Wilder again for the third time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. ducking. And that just kind of leads to, Hey, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And right now it's looking like the Brooklyn Nets are going to take it all the way to the NBA championship. They're looking like the winners, but here's the question though. They have this super team. So is it really a true, if they make it to the NBA finals and if they win, cause they're destroying the Bucks right now. Yes. Does this count the same as a team like the Golden State Warriors who kind of built their team from the ground up? Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll say yes because <laughs> – yeah, yes. Because here, here's the thing. When you are a certain class of athlete, if you don't win, we know modern media now, if you don't win a chip, especially in basketball, mm -hmm. probably more so than any other sport, they kind of mock you, and they kind of downplay your greatness. Mm -hmm. You don't really get all the credit you deserve. So yeah, look at like Charles Barkley. Look at Charles Barkley, mm -hmm. Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone. It's a, a lot of players on that list, but even more so now with all these talking heads, all these twenty-four hour sports shows, they put so much pressure on the star players to win a ring. Mm. So these star players are doing what they have to do now because. They don't want to deal with that mock the rest of their 
career, the rest of their retirement. So I think super teams are necessary because somebody like James Harden, he lo- he's like, look, I've been MVP. Mm-hmm. I've been scoring champ. I've been elite for the last seven, eight seasons. If I don't get this ring, that's all they're going to say about me. With all my uh, uh, accolades, it's always going to be, but you mm. didn't get a ring, though. Like, somebody could come off the street. You're talking to a guy who made $700 million, and somebody off the street could talk to him like he never accomplished nothing. <laughs> well, you ain't got no ring, and he living in the projects. And I'm not down anybody in the projects. I'm just saying my point is people can mock you just because you don't have a ring because that's how much pressure on these superstars now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to admit I'm, I'm hating right now because the Lakers lost in the first round. I'm going to say it doesn't count. If people want to say, <laughs> oh, man. if people okay. want to say Ooh. our ring last year in the bubble doesn't count, putting together this super team, all the every other team got injured. This it doesn't count. And if they don't win the championship, they bombs too. So, so, <laughs> wow. So either way, wow. Flew. what flavor is that, that haterade you drinking? Put that what flavor is that haterade? Nah. But you know what? You got to be LeBron for it to count. Interesting. <laughs> well, LeBron, I think he got a little shook up. From losing in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know the Lakers, why they decided to get rid of some key players that helped them win a championship last year. Yeah. And they suffered from that. Like, I wasn't expecting the Lakers to go out in the first round. If somebody told me in October of last year, LeBron is not going to make it past the first round of the playoffs Mm. and has to do a play-in game, number one, as well, I would have been like, "You're, you're out of here. You're crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what happened. And LeBron announced that next season he's going back to the number six for his Ooh. jersey number. So do you think – What do you? why do you think he did that? Because it's Tom. You know, that's the number he wore with the Heat when he got his first, uh, you know, taste of, of victory. So I like this move. It's, I think he debated it last year, but now he's going to do it. I think it's just, you know – I think it's just him entering a new phase of his career. I think this is like the last chapter. Yeah. And you know, I think, and I also think it's symbolic. I think he wants the six rings. Cause I think of LeBron in his mind, if he wins six rings, you know, cause really the only person people still say is better than him at this point is Jordan. Yeah. Right. You know, you're not going to hear too much debate for anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I think in his mind, he's like, Hey, if I win six, I don't care how many tries it takes. You know, they're going to have to say I'm going to go to some point. Yeah, I can see that. But the only way he's going to get to six, okay, you got Anthony Davis. And we know when he's healthy, he's nobody can stop him. Yeah, he's just he's phenomenal. <laughs> but he's got to be healthy. But they're going to have to get some more others. Yeah. Because the others they have right now, I don't know if they can propel him to his six rings. I just don't see it. Yeah, and I just don't get what the Laker franchise was doing. And granted, I'm not this, you know, NBA expert and I know every single stat. But from the outside looking in, I just don't understand why the Lakers got rid of not one, not two, but three key players last season. Rondo, Dwight, and McGee. 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 I just didn't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to pronounce your name wrong. I but. didn't understand who McGee, McGee is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel you. Yeah. But let me let me kind of break down something. So I'm looking at the, the Los Angeles Lakers salaries and people who are locked in. So Bron is locked in to 
okay? Yep. So he's not going in there. Anthony Davis is locked in all the way through 24-25. So he's the he's who they're banking the franchise on. Schroeder will be a free agent. Thank you. Are they going to re-sign Schroeder? No. Okay. He, he had his chance in the uh, middle of the season, I think, after the playoffs. It's, you know. It's no over? Way. Yeah. Oh, and Magic Johnson, did y'all hear what he said about Schroeder? Uh-uh. Magic came out. He was like, I don't know if he was on an interview at, with, uh, on TV or newspaper, whatever. But he said, basically, Schroeder is not a Laker. Ooh. He said, he let us down in the first round. He's not a Laker. Yeah. That's what Magic said. Uh, yeah, Magic says that you out of there. So is Magic, is he still working with the L.A. franchise or? Unofficially. Yeah. He, he yeah. He's like family to Jeannie Buss. And he is, you know, Kobe is Mr. Laker, but he's the ambassador for the Lakers. But he has no ownership. His ownership is fully with the Dodgers now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know. No, I'm just, you know, he's mad. just curious. Yeah, right. He's right, family. Right, he's right. Fa- so, okay, KCP. Actually, they're gonna if they're gonna get rid of him, they're gonna have to trade him because he signed through twenty two twenty three. I like KCP though. Okay. Montrez Harrell. He signed through twenty one twenty two. That 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 was somebody I thought they didn't use enough, especially when AD got hurt. I thought he would play more, um, but I wonder he was in the doghouse for some reason. I don't, I don't know yeah, why. I don't know why they I, they picked him up and he did good during the regular season. Yeah. But in the playoffs, they iced him. And guess who's still making five million dollars with the Lakers? A blast <laughs> from the past, former Bull, Luel Dang. Wow, Luel Dang is still getting a bag from the Lakers. That's how good his contract was. Man, smart man. <laughs> yeah. He had a great shout out to his agent. Yeah, because they bought him out, but he had, you know, one of them type of things, though. Even though you bought him out, you had to keep giving him a bag. Yeah. So Lou out there, but that doesn't count. Wesley Matthews would be an unrestricted free agent. Are they going to keep him? I, I, w- I wouldn't mind keeping him around, especially at, you know, the, the money he's making. I think that's a good uh, value there. Okay. Kuzma signed through 23 24. So Kuzma ain't going nowhere, y'all, unless they trade him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Mike. <laughs> uh, uh, no comment. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Now, I think we're seeing what happened with the Lakers is we're seeing the mistakes that they made just come to fruition. Okay. I don't know about next season for them. Okay. I really don't. Caruso will be an unrestricted free agent. Do you keep Caruso? Or you gotta let him walk. I mean, it depends on how much, but you know, if, if you can get him for cheap, for sure. You know, I like him off the bench. But if he, if some team is gonna pay him a bag, you gotta let him go. Okay, Jared Dudley's probably gonna retire. This yeah, is, this probably because he's gonna be unrestricted. I don't know what's gonna happen with him. He doesn't play any much, and he had a great career. Uh, Marcus Gasol got two years left. Uh I mean, he he's on, but I, I know, I know, but he's only making two point five a year, so that's not a big. You know, I would like him for depth. You're going to need some other centers there. We saw that last year. But if he's your third-string center, you might as well have him around, you know? Okay. What about Marquise Morris? Do you – because he'd be unrestricted. Do you pony up with him? Depends on the price. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Who do they need to bring in? What type of players, what type of depth do they need? Well, you know who's a a free agent this year? Who? Who? Kawhi. Come back. He should have. Should have came to Lakers anyway. He's bought. You know he's gonna lose again. You know, and uh, with the Clippers. So, you know he should have came to the Lakers in the first place. So mm. now he's gonna make that right. Uh, or we're gonna trade for Damian Lillard. So that's what's gonna happen. I, you know, I would actually want Dame Dollar 
the Lakers. I think he fits the franchise better. Mm. But it's you can't get Dame Dollar. Why not? Because Dame Dollar, let me. I'm gonna sh- pull up his uh, salary and where where he he signed for the bag. So, if you thought Kyrie and LeBron was nice, wait till you see Dame and Kyrie. That's what I'm or saying. Dame and LeBron. Oh, that would be ridiculous. But yeah. Dame already got the bag, though. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know how they're going to get him. Because, look, this year he made 31. Next year he's, he makes $43 million. Mm. Then Woo. the year after that he makes 47 Then the year after that he makes 50 Then the year after that he makes 54 I don't know if they can afford that bag if they're going to keep LeBron and Anthony Davis. Because Dame has signed for the bag. I mean, so, y'all can have Kuzma, KCP. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. You can trade, trade. But, we just named about like six players they can get listen, rid of. But even in the but in the <laughs> NBA, you you have to, when you make a trade for somebody under contract, the contracts you send over have to make up at least 80% of, mm. you know, they have to match. I don't even think putting all them together matches his bag. Yeah, they would have yeah, to like do a sign and trade or something. Yeah, crazy. something crazy like or a three, that. And three, I don't four know team deal, right? And I don't know if the Lakers have anybody of that value yeah. where you could sign it up, sign them up enough to trade them to match it. So they might be stuck in Portland because he took the bag, which mm. you know, the bag. Well, yeah. Let me ask you this: since we, I want to digress, what's more important, the bag or the ring? I would say definitely the the bag, you know. Really? Okay. Why do you say that? Because you gotta get it while you can. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's it's really that hard because you know one you know especially when you're a professional athlete, you're one injury away, one bad play, somebody stepping on your foot, rolling your ankle, tearing tearing ACL, and and the medicine is getting better where players are coming back from that. But you know, remember a guy like Demarcus Cousins? You yeah. know, he was up for contract. And then he just gets injury after injury. You know, he could have made $200 million, but he'll never see that type of money again. And he won a, I think he the, he won a ring with the Lakers because he was on the team for a certain amount of time. I guarantee he would trade that ring for that $200 million contract. What you think, April? Is it the, <laughs> and I, I want to add a little caveat to For the elite players, is it more important to get that ring, to get that monkey off your back, or is it more important to get that bag? Hear me well on this podcast. If you have signed three major contracts, two major contracts, and I'm talking about big dollars. So like Damian Lillard in like four years, Mm -hmm. then it's about the ring. But Mm -hmm. before that, it is about the money. Because at the end of the day, you're only in the NBA, you know, on average five, six seasons you got to get the money because it's life outside of the NBA. And that's what really matters. Yeah, we could talk mess about somebody being a bum. Oh, they're not anything. You know, kind of like Kwame Brown. But at the end of the day, he makes $65 million right, in the right. league. He's not a bum. And he's not a, he, right. he's not a bum. You know what I mean? So it's about, it's about the money. But I think once you get to a level like James Harden, he really wants to get a ring. So, yes, you would take a calculated risk because you're making so much money outside of the sport by then. Mm. Oh yeah, okay. So. I, I see that because I know I'd rather take that bag, man. Because <laughs> you know what I was telling, I was I never forget many years ago I was arguing with a guy, and he was saying how this college player is better than this pro, that college player is better than this pro, and I won the argument in the end, and he even had to give it to me. I said, wait a minute, okay, let's put it like this: two guys walk in the gym. You could say this guy could be a scrub or whatever you want to call him, but he's in the NBA. 
Mm-hmm. This college guy might be what you consider better than him, but the NBA guy has a check. You can't be better than me if you don't get a check for playing, and I do. <laughs> right. And that's what my buddy said. You know what? Now that you put it that way, you're right. So I have to go with the bag too. If you get a bag for hooping, there are no script. Like like um, I forgot who said that. I think it was uh, Jalen Rose. He was arguing with uh, Stephen A. Smith when he was trying to cut up Kwame. Mom's mm-hmm. cooking. And Jalen Rose said, look, dude, there are no scrubs in the NBA. None. Just for the simple fact, I don't care what you think about that game. If you made it to the NBA and you're in that elite 400-plus you know, group of basketball players and you're getting at least, everybody makes at least a six-figure check, six to nine figures in contract money mm-hmm. to hoop, you, 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 nobody could dare call you a scrub. Right. I agree with that. But when you become super, super elite, then, yeah, you can chase, like, your dreams and, you know, go for the top. And that's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Mandatory mini camp of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is the saying quarterback for, the quarterback uh, for the Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers. Okay, what's, what's going on? He hasn't showed up <laughs> to the mandatory mini camp, and it looks like he wants to really leave the Packers. He's not showing up at all, and he wants he's okay with the fine. You have other players on the team, like James Jones, just saying, like, man, you know, we believe in him. He's going to show up. I don't know about that. Well, as a Bear fan, and I'm being totally objective here, I'm not talking about my lower to the Bears. Please, Aaron Rodgers, please leave. Be angry at them. Be, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Be mad at Green yes. Bay. They don't appreciate you. They're not treating you right. They're not on your side. Get out of Green Bay. Why? Because you have been assassinating the Bears since you took over as starting quarterback. And now that we have <laughs> Justin Fields, we right. drafted, we actually have a chance. Right. We got a great defense. Aaron Rodgers, we want you to leave. Please leave, Aaron Leave. Rodgers. They're doing you wrong, brother. This is They're the doing be- you wrong. <laughs> this is the best news for any Bears fans. <laughs> I just want to say Aaron is right. I don't know what happened in the, in the front office, but Aaron, right. you're right. Yep. And you you know you deserve to be treated better. You should go to another team. Yep. You know, even if you want to come to the Bears, we hey. got a spot for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you really want to stick it to them, come, come to, to us. Come to the Bears, right. Come, yeah, to, that... come to the arch rival and, <laughs> and really stick it to them. And we'll be on your side, man. The day you sign, you are the start. I'm going to just tell you that right now. And we're going to be cheering for you. And we're going to get Green Bay back for you. But if you decide not to sign with the Bears, go out to the AFC, man. Yeah, yeah, AFC. Get out the NFC, man. You don't need to be in the NFC yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, Go see another side of life, man. Yeah. Go to the AFC. So, hey, Aaron Rodgers, the Barrage Sports Show, we pulling for you, buddy. We got your back. Green Bay doesn't deserve you. <laughs> <laughs> can, you can y'all guess what guess what Aaron Rodgers uh, record is versus the Bears. What? You take a guess. Probably like twenty four and like two. Five, yeah, something like that. What, what do you think? I say about twenty four and three or four. Mm, twenty one and five. Oh, and I was close. One and zero in the postseason. So wow. 
Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been destroying us. Get out of here. Get out of Green Bay. Leave. 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 We support you, Aaron. Leave. We Aaron's number one fans to leave Green Bay. You know, and I heard Green Bay is a great town, though. I heard it's a No, 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 no. They're not treating them right, though. Yeah, they're not treating them right. They're not treating them right. It's too cold. Go somewhere warm in the, you know, AFC. Go to Cali or something. Yeah, get out of there, man. Get on out of there. What else you got up there, April? That's all I got. You know what? I want to talk about, it was a kid. Let me see if I got his name. It was a 14-year-old kid. This is, this is, we just kind of revving up for the Olympics. It was a 14-year-old kid. He's a platform diver. And, and platform divers, you know how when you stand on that edge and you do that flip and you could, your head really could hit that thing, mm-hmm. but you, they barely miss it. Yeah. 14 years old, he's still in middle school and he qualified for the Olympic, uh, the Olympic trials finals. Can you believe that? Wow. His name is Justin, Je- Joshua Hedberg. So for all our winners out there, look this kid up, Joshua Hedberg. 14 years old and made it to the Olympic trial finals. That's accomplishment within itself, even if he don't make the Olympics. Mm-hmm. The fact that he got to the Olympic trial finals is fantastic. Man. No, that, that is fantastic. That, no, that is excellent. That's great. Yeah. Sounds like he could be uh, up, up and coming Michael Phelps of this new generation. Yeah. And we already have another GOAT, Simone Bowles. She yeah. won her seventh in um, consecutive U.S. National, national title yeah. title yeah she's probably going to get the gold again so team usa is going to be lit i'm, I'm so ready lit. for the olympics now yeah. let me ask you this if simone Biles doesn't win in the olympics does that tarnish her legacy no no i mean she's already the goat she's so far ahead um and she you know she's still young too so she can always come back and win it next time yeah and it's it's not common for most gymnast gymnasts to um, they normally only do one uh, Olympics. So for her just even to try out for the second one is a lot. And then she's won seven U.S. national championships. She's won five world national champ- uh, world championships. She's created over 11 different moves that nobody else can do. So it's just kind of like, okay, Olympics is like at this point, that she's just doing this like she said. She's just doing the Olympics for fun. That's literally what she said. Yeah. Goat status. Yeah, she's won a total of 30 Olympic and World Championship medals. Wow. This, the, the, uh, the most decorated uh, – she's the most decorated American gymnast and the third most in the world mm. in terms of medal winning on the biggest stage, the Olympics and the World Championships. That is crazy, man. Yeah, and she's also a goat too because she's kind of like a, a Mayweather in that sense – where there have been some top uh, professional gymnasts from the U.S. that have moved to Texas to train at her gym that Mm. her parents and herself manages and coaches. So not only is she dominating the sport, she's also training the other top female gymnasts in the U.S., um, like Jordan Childs. She got third place in the Nationals uh, this past weekend, and they said how she moved from Washington State to – Texas to train with her. So that's also goal status because she's developing the other top players in the game. And you know, that that's and that does kind of say why she's why why she's all a goat as well because usually oh, especially women's gymnastics, they can be a little catty. Mm. And the person on top isn't going to 
train other girls to maybe get on her level to beat her. But Simone is so far ahead of all the other gymnasts in the world that she can train other gymnasts to dominate on the world stage and still beat them. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. That That's has crazy. never happened before. Right. Because usually you have to guard the top gymnast girl to get her through her prime for her to win her, win her, you know, her medals and live up to her full potential. But she's right in the middle of her prime. She's so good. She can train other girls to try to catch up to her, but she's still dominating everybody. Mm. That's crazy. And she's only 24 years old. She's, she's young. She's only 24 years old. That's all I got. All right, man. This was a good episode, man. We was rocking and rolling, covered a lot of topics. Oh, I got a little surprise for us. The second best record in the American League is our Chicago White Sox, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, we rocking and rolling, man. So shout out to all the White Sox fans out there. Another great podcast. Mike Burr, you got anything? That's it. All right. Check us out on social media. Like, subscribe, become a winner, and definitely share it with a friend. This was a good podcast. And as we always do, Mike Burr, drop the beat. Thanks for tuning in. Share the podcast with a friend. Peace.